Welcome back to the Brawn Body Podcast. Hope you all had a great 4th of July weekend. In this episode, I'm really excited to dive into this one. We're going to be talking about the chest, specifically the anatomy of the chest, the best exercises you can do to grow your chest, as well as supersets and other exercise variations that you can do for your chest. So how to program these exercises effectively in your workouts. Starting off with the anatomy of the chest. The chest is primarily made up of three muscle groups for what we often consider the chest. So first, of course, is the pectoralis major, or the pecs. This is what everyone thinks of when we talk about chest. The thing about the pectoralis major is there's two heads to it, so it's got two different attachment points. There's a sternal head and a clavicular head. Some people might call this upper chest and lower chest, and you might hear about exercises that target one portion over the other. So the sternal head is going to be what we consider the lower portion of the pec, and the clavicular head is going to be what we consider the upper portion of the chest. Makes sense. And these fibers run from where your chest is, so from your sternum and your clavicle, over to your arm, and they attach to the outside portion of your humerus. So towards the top and outside part of your arm bone, um, you might be able to feel it just between the deltoid and the biceps, right in that general area. And this muscle helps to adduct the arm, so bring the arms in, so kind of squeezing everything in, flex and extend the arm, depends on the position. So this would be the difference between a bench press and a dumbbell pullover. Both work the chest, but both involve different motions. Um, and with that too, when I say arm, I'm talking about the movement of the arm, but specifically at the shoulder joint. So the pecs cross the shoulder joint, so they're going to move the shoulder joint. And I'm referring to arm as the entirety of the arm because when we move our shoulder, we're moving our entire arm, right? So if we lift our arm up overhead or we're lifting our shoulder up overhead, what's moving? Our entire arm. Our arm is the lever. And additionally, the pecs help to internally rotate the shoulder. So just rotate everything in and they can assist with scapular protraction as well. So think of like a bench press. Beneath the pectoralis major is a small muscle called the pectoralis minor, and this connects the ribs and the scapula. This muscle is very important for stabilizing the shoulder joint, but it also helps to assist with protracting the scapula, so pushing forward. Think of that boxer punch type motion. And speaking of boxer type motion, we're going to go into the last muscle that I'm counting as part of the chest for today, and that's the serratus anterior. Typically, I like to put the serratus anterior under core, How I, and we will talk about it more extensively when we go over the core. However, um, it does attach to the first eight to nine ribs, so ribs one to eight or one to nine, depends on which source you're looking at. So, it is under the pectoralis major, 
and it does help with scapular protraction. So again, that bench press type motion or the boxer muscle, we like to call this one because throwing a punch would really work this one. And it upwardly rotates the scapula as well. So I like to lump that in here because of the protraction component and its anatomical location. Uh, this one is kind of a unique muscle in that it attaches to those ribs and then wraps around and underneath to attach to the scapula. And that's how it would protract the scapula as it pulls it forward. Um, some people like to call it the cobra muscle because they can see it just below their pecs. Um, I think Bruce Lee and some of the different boxing type people have very toned and defined serratus muscles if you want to look into that anymore. So we've talked about the muscles. Let's go into the application now. So what exercises should we be doing for our chest and how should we program them? I'm going to lump them together. Usually I like to separate them. Um, I'm going to lump them together for the most part and then I'll kind of hit a summary at the end here. So obviously the bench press. You can't talk about chest training without talking about the bench press, it seems. So for barbell variations, typically a wider grip is better for the, the chest. With that said, you don't want to go super, super wide because then we're going to hit some different stresses on the shoulder joint that most of us aren't prepared to handle. So I like to go usually to the edge of the knurling. There's a little ring there. Uh, it's a fairly wide grip, a um, few inches wider than shoulder width. And that's kind of my personal sweet spot. But you can kind of play around and figure out which width will work best for you when it comes to the bench press. Um, as we talked about in the arm exercises, the more narrower you go, the more shoulder and tricep work you're going to get out of the bench press. So the other thing we have to consider, not just width of our grip for a barbell, but how do we have the bench set up? Are we flat? Are we inclined? Are we declined? How are we doing this? In general, we say an inclined bench works more upper chest. Flat bench is kind of neutral. It works upper and lower. And a decline bench works more of the lower. Good rule of thumb. However, there's certain tweaks and modifications we can add to each portion of those or each variation to target different muscles uh, specifically. So let's take the flat bench, for example. If you do a reverse grip bench press with the bench flat, you're going to elicit similar, if not better, muscle response from your upper pecs when you, we compare it to an incline bench. Uh, Dr. Jim Stopani or Stopani talks about this extensively in his book, Encyclopedia of Muscle and Strength, the second edition. He's a big fan of the reverse grip bench press for building the upper chest. Now, this is kind of a weird and unique wrist position, so it might not work for everyone. And you're going to want to use significantly lighter weight than you would for a normal bench. But it's something good and fun to play around with. Also, we've talked about the barbell. What about the dumbbell? You can do dumbbell bench press 
I like the single arm dumbbell bench press variation a lot. It's great for injury prevention, prehab and rehab, good proper uh, elbow motion throughout the lift. It's a great exercise. But you could also do two dumbbells, so one in each hand, and just do your normal dumbbell bench press. You can also do this flat, incline, or declined. What I really like about the dumbbells is there's plenty of opportunity for change and variety. So I like to hold one dumbbell up and bust out eight reps, 10 reps with the other, and then hold that one up and then switch to the other side and do eight to 10 reps. So we're holding one while repping out with the other. Likewise, you could hold one at the bottom while repping out the other, or you could alternate each rep. So push or press with your right arm, press with the left arm, and then keep going back and forth between the two. You can work a lot of different tempo variations. Overall, the dumbbell bench press is phenomenal. I know a lot of you are probably asking about or thinking about research that shows one variation of bench press is superior to the other. Some say the dumbbell bench press is better than the barbell. Some say the barbell bench press is better than the dumbbell. Here's my take. Do both. We don't really know which one is better. The argument for the barbell bench press being better is pretty clear and makes a lot of sense in my mind. The barbell bench press allows you to move more weight, and because you're lifting more weight, you're going to get bigger, stronger muscles. Makes sense. The dumbbell bench press allows you to work through a more full range of motion, so you get more focus and contraction on the pecs. Makes sense. That would elicit strength and muscle gains. Which one is better? It's probably going to depend on your individual body, physique, anatomy, physiology, all of that, since we're all very, very different. When I was in cadaver anatomy and we were looking at the different cadavers, each body had so many differences between it. And it's crazy because we're all built the same, but our daily habits, our lifestyles can play such an impact on us. Even just our posture when we're sitting down can cause so many imbalances. So what works best for you is going to be different than what works best for me. So in your workouts, I recommend doing both. Start your workout with a dumbbell or barbell bench press. If you're hitting chest twice a week, you could start one of them with barbell bench press and the other with dumbbell bench press. This way, you get the benefits of doing both. You get the benefits of high load chest work with the barbell bench press, and you get the benefits of full range of motion, full contraction, dumbbell bench press. You can also modify that dumbbell press further into something like a hex press if you really want to target the inner chest, which is mostly that adduction component of the chest. So now that we've exhausted the bench press, the next exercise that I would count as one of the best chest exercises would be push-ups and dips. These are calisthenic body weight style exercises. It's hard to find someone who's really good at push-ups and really good at dips that doesn't have a very well-defined and well-built chest. Both of these exercises work the chest very well. So let's start with the push-up. The push-up is very similar to the bench press. However, the push-up actually activates 
more muscles throughout our body. With the push-up, we're really activating the core because we're essentially in a plank position while moving through. We're contracting the glutes, or at least I hope we are, to keep steady and stable. We're driving our feet into the ground. Just a great full body exercise if done correctly. Because again, it's a plank that we're moving through. And you can do a ton of variations with your push-up. You can do diamond, which will focus more on inner chest and the arms. You can do standard, which is our equivalent to a standard bench press. You can do a wide grip. There's so many variations. Decline, incline, weighted. You can throw in Spider-Man kind of move to get more core activation with your push-ups. But ultimately, it's hard to find someone who's good at push-ups that doesn't have a good, well-defined chest. The same is true for dips. And when I say dips, I'm talking about parallel bar dips. I'm not talking about tricep dips off of a bench. Parallel bar dips. Full range of motion all the way through. Add weight if you want. These are both great exercises to build the chest, shoulders, triceps, generally all those pushing muscles for the upper body that we think about. And again, the nice thing is there's spillover here too. They work the core. They work a lot of the nearby muscle groups as well. So, so far we have bench press and we have push-ups and dips. Generally, I like to start with a bench press and do the push-ups or the dips into the mid portion or the later portion of a workout. The bench press, you can vary your sets and reps based on your goal. If you're more of a strong man or a specific weightlifter, powerlifter, bench press specialty where you're really going for the high weight, you're going to want to go with more sets and lower reps. So I'm thinking a classic 5x5, five 5x3, by 3x3. Five. Five by three, three by three. I've even seen programs that go with a 9x3, nine, nine sets of three reps. That's crazy. So if you want to take that road, be my guest. I love to dabble in that 5x5 five five range different times. I typically fall in the three to five set of five to eight rep range. So if I'm feeling more higher rep, I'll do four or five sets of eight reps. Sometimes I'll dabble into the 10 to 12 rep range. I typically save those for the dumbbell bench press variations, however. So the, with the dumbbells, I like to do that eight to 12 rep range for the most part. And this is just so I can maximize the benefit of the barbell bench press and get the most weight on there that I can and move it effectively and efficiently and then follow that with a nice full range of motion contraction on the dumbbells. For push-ups, if you can do 15 to 20 push-ups with good form and feel fine, start adding weight. Start using resistance bands for extra um, resistance. Start making your push-ups harder. Go through a full range of motion. So elevate your hands on a box or weight plates or parallettes. You could do plyometric push-ups to start working different muscle fibers, build more power in the chest. Um, But ultimately, with push-ups, I like these towards the end of the workout. I like three sets of 10 to 15 reps, and I like these to be a hard 10 to 15 reps. I usually leave one or two reps in the tank. So again, make sure you're pushing yourself and challenging yourself. Add weight. Add bands. If it doesn't challenge you, it's not going to change you. You know, If we're not helping you get stronger, 
You're only going to get weaker. Use it or lose it principle here. With the dips, I like these mid-workout. I kind of cycle these. I'll do them four to six weeks on and then take a little break and then go back to them. Again, you can use parallel bars or you can use rings. I like that three to four set of six to eight rep range. That's very specific, but that's what I found works best for me. You can feel free to dabble in a higher rep range. I wouldn't go much lower than six to eight reps, though. Um, I know some people do dips for strength, and they'll do you know sets of three reps for dips. High weight, high load. And if you want to do that, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly okay. Just make sure your form does not break down. Because what I typically see happening is people throw on all this extra weight, and their form breaks down, and now they're going to end up with shoulder issues. And that's not anything that I'm here for. Um, we want everyone to be safe and healthy. So next on our list, we've went over bench press. We've gone over push-ups. We've gone over dips. All great exercises. But what about the chest specifically? Those are more compound. We really want to isolate what do we have to do. Maybe we're someone who has slow growth in our uh, chest, so hard gainer. Maybe we don't have a great neural connection. Either way. So the dumbbell pullover is another one of my favorites. And I'd love to end a chest workout with this. You could also end a back workout with it too. It works the chest and it works the lats. So just sitting on a bench, laying back on a bench or a decline bench is what I prefer and doing a nice slow tension dumbbell pullover with straight arms, really focusing on the chest squeeze at the top. You could add some band resistance if you'd like. Just a great way to bring blood to the area, bring nutrients to the area, flush out the metabolites and the bad stuff, and really pump everything up. Um, this is actually one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's favorite chest exercises. He talks about in his book, The New Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding. He talks extensively about the importance of the dumbbell pullover and barbell squats. So the dumbbell pullover used to be one of the biggest and best strength exercises for the upper body. Again, it's kind of been overlooked lately, and I'm not quite sure why, but highly recommend doing this one. I usually do three sets of 8 to 12 reps towards the end of a workout. Again, just great exercise. Do it slow, controlled, and focus on really contracting and squeezing the chest. And lastly, we have the all-important fly or crossover. And I know most people do this one with dumbbells, but I find it better to do this one with cables, or if you have bands, you could always use bands too. So with cables, you have constant tension throughout the movement. So more tension for more growth. And again, we're working that adduction component here with the fly. So pulling the arm in. So this is more inner chest or middle chest. And you can change if you work the up upper chest or the lower chest uh, with the angle of the cable crossover. So you can do a higher cable or you can do a lower cable. And typically the lower cable is going to work the lower chest more and the higher cable will work the upper chest more. However, there's differences with each of these. So with that upper cable, when we're coming down, some people might feel it more in their lower chest. Others might feel it more in their upper chest. 
Again, individual difference here, how the fibers run, how they attach to your arm. A lot of this stuff we can't quite study as extensively as we'd like until, you know, we get to the cadaver stage. Um, so it's hard to tell, you know, how your individual fibers are oriented. You can have it looked at, but again, just kind of a extensive process. Sorry for getting off topic here. Back to the cable flies and crossovers. Again, just focusing on that contraction, that squeeze. We're picking the cable over the dumbbell because again, we get that constant tension throughout the movement. And on top of that, we're getting an isolation of the chest. Uh, with the dumbbells, we also put the elbows at risk at different positions. So when we do our dumbbell flying, we come down, our elbows are just kind of left hanging out there. A lot of people I see do flies with heavy weight. They're picking up 45, 50 pound dumbbells and they're doing these terrible form, ugly flies. You know, they're swinging the weight, they're jerking. But when you're holding your arms out there, your elbows are left to try and support the whole weight. And the elbows aren't necessarily meant to take that kind of stress and strain when we're in that position. So I prefer to avoid the dumbbell fly. Some people are probably listening in and saying, you know, I've never heard that before or my elbows are fine. I do them all the time. And that's fine. I'm just erring on the side of caution. And I'm also saying that from my experience, the cable fly or cable crossover is more effective because of that constant tension. So for this one, I like to look at three to four sets of eight to 12 reps. Again, mid set range, mid rep range, just kind of isolate the chest. And this is one that if you're having a hard time getting your chest to grow, do this one towards the start of your chest workout. Really isolate and squeeze each rep. Go slow, add some tension, and then follow that with your bench press. Priority principle, you'll feel your chest contracting more by doing this. So putting this all together in a workout. So we've talked about sets and reps already, and we've talked a little bit about where each one would go. So how would this look if we were doing it on a chest day or how would it look if we do it on a push day specifically? For a chest day, I would do something like the following. Start with our barbell bench press. Put up that heavy weight early on while we're fresh. Follow that with a dumbbell bench press variation. Work through that full range of motion. Get a nice full contraction of the pecs. After that, we can pick out a cable crossover or dumbbell pullover. So something to really isolate the chest, bring blood to the area, nutrients to the area. Follow that with our push-ups or our dips as a finisher, maybe three sets of 10 push-ups. And if you can, add weight. Uh, likewise, push-ups are easy to regress. So if you need to do them from your knees or something similar, you can do that as well. If we're looking at a pushing day, so we're working the chest, shoulders, and triceps together. I would start with one of our bench press variations, barbell or dumbbell. So not both, just one or the other. So pick one of them, life is good. And then follow that with a shoulder pressing exercise. So a barbell shoulder press or dumbbell shoulder press, something along those lines. So we work the chest, we work the shoulders, then I would pick something to work 
everything. So we do one for the chest, one for the shoulders. Now we're going to lump it all together. So this is where I'd look for something like a push-up, a dip, or maybe go back to a different bench press variation. So if we started with incline barbell, maybe now we come back and do flat dumbbell. And then I would end it with a tricep exercise. So something along the lines of a rope push down or a skull crusher or one of the other exercises we discussed there. Alternatively, you could do your bench press variation. So say we pick incline dumbbell and then we go to barbell shoulder press. You could then go into a close grip barbell bench press and work the triceps specifically, but still get a little bit of that shoulder and chest action in there as well. So that's a good way to kind of hit all of these muscles effectively in just three exercises. But ultimately, as far as the chest is concerned, in some summary here, if you do bench press and you do push-ups, dips, pullovers, and some form of fly or crossover, you're going to have a well-developed chest just by doing these exercises. You know, you don't need to get all fancy here. You don't need to go to any specific machines, anything like that. Just stick to what works. Some of you are also probably considering supersets because I think I mentioned them early on. And with the chest, you can also superset this with back training. So you can do a push-pull sort of workout and do a chest exercise with a back exercise. If you do this, I like to do the back exercise first and then the chest, so pull before you push. And I will talk more extensively about push-pull or pull-push style training in our next episode, all about the best back exercises you can do. But for now, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I hope you learned something valuable about chest training. Feel free to share this podcast episode with your friends or someone you know that could benefit from this information. I'd really appreciate it if you did. Otherwise, thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode on the best exercises you can do for your back. Have a great day.